So I saw a text post the other day that made me think really hard about a lot of things, actually. And it brought up a distinction that I hadn't really noticed before, and it makes perfect sense now that I think about it. And I'd like to share my thoughts with you, as well as a story, because why not? I don't think I can really go on for long enough without a story. Hi, welcome to the Band of Audiobooks podcast, where I talk about honestly whatever regarding story that I feel like talking about, and probably ramble a little bit. But before I begin, I would like to let you all know, I haven't mentioned this on my podcast, well, this podcast yet. Uh, my wife and I have started another podcast, and well, I'm in it, so I might as well advertise it. And also, it's about tea, and I feel like the overlap between people who like story and the people who like tea seems at least from what I've seen, to be pretty high. So I'll link to that. It's called Chai This at Home. We, It's just like five, ten minutes or something. Uh, I think we really only talk for five minutes, but we taste a tea, review it, tell you about it. Yeah. Um, so that's that. I, it, It's a lot of fun. It's weekly instead of monthly. Um, so yeah. It's something new. And yes, I've done a podcast before, but it's a very different type of podcast. So if you prefer conversations over just me talking by myself, like you would probably enjoy that one more, especially if you like tea. So check it out. Try this at home. So as I stated before, I've saw a textbook post, which I will link to, that said that gothic literature makes a distinction between terror and horror Terror is the sense of dread and apprehension that precedes an experience. Horror is the sense of revulsion after the experience. Um, And then the next post after that was, Somebody described the modern difference as such. Fear is knowing that a werewolf is hunting you. Terror is when you see it and it charges at you. Horror is realizing that your feet are stuck to the floor. Now... That made me think a lot. I used to listen to a lot of podcasts. Now that I'm in school, not so much. Uh, when I was working in a factory, I was listening to like 40 hours of podcast a week. And some of those were story podcasts. Um, at least two of them were horror podcasts. Um, and... I enjoyed them, yes, but also I much preferred like um, l- other podcasts. Uh, the Call of Cthulhu was is a much better book than any of the podcasts than in regards to how I liked it. And this post made me think that I preferred the um, terror more than the horror aspect and like i don't think stories tend to have actual fear involved you're at least not that i've seen if you know of any that actually create fear then let me know i would love to i would be very interested in seeing that but i feel like most stories tend to either be horror or terror i yeah um I, I, I don't I don't think this 
text post is quite accurate. Um, since like I, I feel like since the I, I, I guess that's the di- difference between the gothic and the modern difference. I, I guess they they did distinguish that way. Um, the I, I prefer the gothic terror over the other types of horror, t- terror, fear, whatever. So yeah, um, little wa- and yeah, it is a very interesting difference. I, I'm I'm not sure if I can give good examples for any of them really. Um, the um, SP. Uh, SCP, yeah, SCP archives do seem to have a lot of horror in them. H.P. Uh, Lovecraft seems to do terror really well, and that made all, that that also made me think because SP, SCP is technically Lovecraftian. Uh, they're, they're trying to imitate Lovecraft, and it's strange to me that they figured out how to try to do the same thing but made very different feelings and i'm wondering if maybe part of it is just the author's style and we maybe don't have the um we we don't maybe don't have the language maybe part of the terror is the language used with it and maybe the modern take on it does not have the right language and another thought i had is maybe horror um or horror yeah horror is less connected to the um ancient or i guess primal terrors i guess would be the right word so like something that is connected to mythology would be a better way to describe the difference i don't know i would love to hear your thoughts it's just a lot i've been i've been thinking about recently and it's very interesting and i would love to see more of both kinds done well uh, i feel like quite often you get these feelings from the oozing and gloppy goo devouring humans whole and just watching them melt the skin off there just yeah like I, I i don't really think that they're like that does create those feelings but i would call it they, they are a byproduct of disgust and i don't think that's the best way to create those i, I think it's definitely the easiest way but there are definitely better ways to do it so yeah, this Halloween, there's a reason I was posting it on today. You're probably thinking about this. You might be starting, you might be finishing a book in horror or in the horror or terror genres. Please keep this in mind. Um, I, I would love to see or something. And just, um, and yeah, I think this is going to be a little longer than I expected because. I went on a little bit more of a ramble because apparently I had more to say than I thought I was going to say. I'm now going to read a story that I think does a pretty decent job of doing terror 
at least in the gothic version um i i don't think it really has the modern difference embedded in it it, it's, it very much relies on the ancient type thing so i think it's more of a gothic story and so it is definitely a gothic terror story from how i would classify them um i will definitely put this in the show notes um i i called it don't laugh at the old myths so here we go don't laugh at the old myths are they true perhaps not but i dare say they felt true enough oh i would shiver too winding my way along a forest pathway in only my wagon just imagine it the moon covered by clouds all the light you have is cast by your flickering lamp the only sounds are that of the night all you see is trees green trees green the color of the fairies so much green with the shadows leaping and moving you'd clutch your gun tighter to be sure sure of what that's the question all that's really changed is the nature is more a garden and our lights are brighter oh one last thing ford was wise in making vehicles out of metal he may not have had a choice but the fae don't like cold iron the world may be our back garden now but there are strange things near the boundaries i remember the fear of the large back tree in the back of the yard then i had explored more and discovered it was normal but just beyond that point I always felt untamed no matter how many times i romped back there that tree was always my lookout post i would climb up it and search the area for anything strange i feel like i may have stumbled on a more ancient boundary remember the first time i drove the road in the afternoon it felt strange but it was the first time i had driven it myself rather than with my family so i had expected it to be a little off but this this was beyond my expectations as i turned around or turned onto the road my car squeaked though this was not uncommon in fact i tend to worry if it does not make noise last time that had happened it had stalled and was just rolling along that was when i noticed the green it was a beautiful deep green the green i now dream that the fair folk wear it was a beautiful drive and i was disappointed to pass the cemetery that marked my turning onto a less green road the next time i drove i realized a second thing about this road not only was it green it was dark not just oh the trees are blocking the sun no it was more than that or perhaps the trees were thicker here than i was used to i remember dad's stories about snakes dropping on vehicles from trees and chuckled snakes did that well this is where it would be did not no- notice the cemetery as i turned fall came i saw the leaves change color i remember thinking to myself there were mostly oak don't know many tree types that turned brown that consistently a few small maples that struggled for life all turned to blood red this is when the darkness of the road started to grow but it was fall i expected this the days were getting shorter of course the darkness would grow the trees around the cemetery seemed to be a higher number of maple than the rest of the road The darkness seemed greatest on the first day it snowed. It had snowed before, but I had never driven this way during that. The tr- leaves were gone and the gaunt branches stretched to the sky, like skeletal hands grasping at the sun. I prefer maple forests to oak. With maple, I can taste the warm, sticky sweetness of the syrup that we make every year. Not so with orc. All we use that old man for is to boil the liquid. The maple around the graveyard would probably yield a fine bounty. If only. 
The darkness of snow is nothing to that of sleet. I probably don't fear driving in snow as much as I should, but I do fear sleet. I remember thinking of a story I had read that day. It told of the fair folk of Ireland, how they feared cold iron. I also thought of Jenny Greenteeth. Jenny was a character. I was sure there was some hole nearby that tale of her would spring up during a wet year. If only we lived during a more myth-building time. Jenny. She waits in standing water, waiting for a child to come near and be her dinner. As I turned, I glanced at the graveyard and wondered if there were any modern versions. Bart of the Black Ice. I chuckled, remembering my accident the year before. This wasn't the darkest night I had driven this road, but as one night I can tell you I saw stars. The moon was new, so he did not help much. But there were other lights. My headlights were not the greatest of those. I don't think I would have described the road itself. It isn't normal for my area, mostly because it seems to be perfectly designed to make headlights of as little use as possible. For about one-third of the road, there's a hump in the road, just right to block headlights before they can go far. For one-third, the headlights go pointing up to the sky, not too useful. The last third illuminates the next hump, with a pool of darkness in between. I was on the top of a hill, about to dive into the black pool when it happened. I saw eyes. They were green and glowing. Shivers ran up my spine, and I reminded myself of iron. Cold iron. I sat in an unnatural machine made of cold iron. The fey are not always fair. But I had iron on my side. I passed, and was glad for the turning at the graveyard, for I knew I would be safe. That was the night I sat in this parking lot for a few seconds, trying to get my heart rate down. I knew, after passing, that I had only seen a deer. But that road, I was sure, was not the same as the others. And you never know what you may pass on a dark afternoon. So no, I don't blame people for making myths. They may or may not be true, but they hold the reminder of a feeling. A feeling that is partly lost by never leaving our large ironbound boxes. If you do find yourself outside of one, in a dark green wood, try not to wear green. The Fae are a jealous lot. So yeah, um, that was the story. I hope you enjoyed uh, I will post the text for that on my website. And yeah, have a good month. See you or talk to you later.